listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from a partly cloudy Edmond, Oklahoma, where I am interested in how the month of April is going to turn out weather-wise. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting for Piedmont, Oklahoma, where the state where it talks about the wind in the second line of the song. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> I don't know. So we were just talking about this before the show, but uh, there was really bad wind. And I heard it through the whole show. It was like distracting to you. And then I did the I did the editing and I didn't hear it as much, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know well, if any- hopefully that's the case because it's blowing again. Yeah, I didn't hear. I don't know if anybody else heard it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, we're headed into April. Um, April around these parts gets a little dicey sometimes. It's a, it's fun, but uh, I keep meaning to tell you. So I'll, I'll just tell you online. I was going to tell you offline, but uh, a lot of the local banks will do a, a loan for a shelter at like a super low rate, like 1% or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Not something that that is uh, super important to you, but uh, something that I know that people who moved to Oklahoma are like, eh, should we do this or not? And the likelihood of needing it's pretty small, but it's just that peace of mind thing. So uh, anyway, we're headed into April. I think what, last April, it was the fairly uneventful up here, but I think I was living down in Newcastle in had a couple that were real near the house one of them i think one of them i was at a football game to honor baker mayfield and then we were all lined up trying to get back onto the freeway and one basically blew over our heads that was kind of a wild a wild deal but uh yeah up here not not quite as much so we'll see how this april goes yep just gotta dodge a few more and i gotta Got to sell some home water filtration for a storm shelter. Oh, big news. Big news. Yeah. Yeah, so I I expanded the job search on Sunday. Applied to three places, and one of them called me Monday. 
And then I scheduled an interview for the next day. And then they just called me like an hour later and like, can we talk now? And by the end of the day, they're like, we want to hire you, get you, get you started soon because they, um, are opening a new office, um, on Monday. So they're trying to open that part of their business up. So, and it's actually something, you know, I believe in, I don't have to like have a moral dilemma. Yeah. Like, no, people should filter their water. This is good. <laughs> it's not. It's not a. Pay, it's not like a payday loan cashing place. Like, come on in here. We'll get you your money I, early. Yeah, I. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if they believe me when I'm like, you know, I really care about water filtration, but it's, <laughs> it's, it does. Like, it does kind of legit sound, something I like talk about, and it's, it's almost been a, it's almost been a hobby of ours for like the last fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, should I ask him if they're like testing can pick up glyphosate or not? <laughs> Sir, do you know what fluoride is? Does this does, does, does it filter out fluoride? And yeah, don't tell me like, oh, don't worry, it doesn't filter out fluoride. So it's for your now, teeth. It's for your teeth. There's a, a few different options. I'm pretty sure the reverse osmosis option. Would get the fluoride out of there. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh that's I that's another one. I went Berkey. You went Berkey, and then I went when I had my house. I went Apex Water System, which was a under the sink osmosis reverse osmosis with its own little spigot, which I really liked. That was a good clean mm. water, and it was you know basically free. The filters like change like once a year, if that. It's it's an awesome system. But now I'm back to the situation here in Oklahoma. Went back to the old Berkey. And you, what did you do? You're yeah, I've got the Alexa Pure. Alexa Pure. currently all we've got. But yeah, I definitely want, you know, I've got to sell some so I can buy one. There you go. The, for the house here. And and then, then Storm Shelter. Or maybe vice versa. We'll see. We'll see. So, we'll see. Yeah. Well, congratulations, sir. And uh, yeah, the van, the van is running yeah, well. And we have a... We, we we even we even were able to 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 get another one, another Honda. Uh, yeah, another uh, Honda Accord for um for salesman duties. For salesman so duties. Yeah, if you are in the Oklahoma City metro area and you want water filtration, a, a free water filtration water test, and a spiel from me on water filtration. That can be arranged. That can be arranged. That's yeah. hey, I, I I I never even thought of this, but if you're in the Oklahoma area at all, like literally the state of Oklahoma, and you're thinking about buying a house, I can get you a mortgage. So there you go. Between the yeah. two of us, we're would say it's all you really need, just water and a house. I mean, what else yeah. do you need to survive? Just shelter and water. <laughs> that's it. That's right. So, well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. I am excited for you. I think it'll be. Yeah cool steps for the for the Hoffmans yeah I'm excited about it I'm very thankful because um, it you know it, it didn't have to go that way <laughs> so I'm I'm really glad it was as painless of a process as it did, as it was so absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. you could have you could have just got stuck in the AI personality test thing that I got stuck in yeah okay. you were a non-conformist you are not hired. Yeah. You will not have another interview. 
Well, if it makes you feel better, the the large corporation I applied at didn't even bother giving me the AI um, test. So they just they just emailed back. We're not interested. They just emailed back. Uh, we hired somebody else. So mm. okay, yeah. there you go. I get it. I get it. That's the new. It's the way of the future. AI. So I, I have to talk about AI just briefly, so we can t- we'll tangent into that, and then we'll we'll get into the other stuff. But I had the most kind of fascinating conversation that I wanted to bring to the show. Uh, I don't remember. I think we were speaking in just our day to day life, and it came up. The word AI came up. And then afterwards, my wife turns to me, and this is one of those moments where she's almost like the canary in the coal mine, because you and I, we're not normal people. I'm sorry, Andrew. I hate to burst your bubble, but you're not normal. So you get to get out there, and you look at things, and you you dive down rabbit holes, and you do investigations. Sometimes, my wife, a little bit more on the normal side, she's my canary in a coal mine. But she, at one point, I don't remember what day it was, but it was just an awesome moment where she was just like... What is going on with AI? Why do I have to hear about it two or three times a day, every day? The word AI was not a part of anybody I talked to's language or anything I looked at's language. And I have to hear it two or three times a day. She said it really started, I think, at the beginning of this year. It's like we're being prepped for something. I was like, I just sat there for a moment kind of stunned. I was like, oh, I wish I would have recorded that. <laughs> Yeah. That was an awesome moment. And I realized like she's right. I'm paying attention to stuff and looking at stuff and you know, this person's reaction to this and how does it work and is there this and this and this? And I'm like thinking about it, but on a, like a macro level, she was able to identify like, hey, out of nowhere, this is in our day-to-day life, regular conversations with like the babysitter who came over was talking about like it just and for no like legitimate reason, just like okay, there's Chat GPT now or whatever, and it's like okay, there's a chat bot that like works a little bit better. Yeah. So now we have to be obsessed with AI. I mean, it. Yeah, there's definitely an agenda. Um, she's smart to pick that up. I couldn't believe it. I mean, not 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 that she's smart, but I just like the, the everything she said. I was just like, oh wow, that was really concise and. And and I told her right afterwards. She like kind of looked at me, and I was like, "I think that you're in an awesome position right now, and I don't want to ruin it by explaining to you what's going on. So let's just check back later, <laughs> see what see, see what you think." So, so I noticed you got a bunch of Chat GPT stories in here, so I prepped us perfectly for that. <laughs> well, funny enough, I, I listened to like the first five minutes of No Agenda. Ah, that was today, wasn't it? And the, they start off t- talking about. Uh, AI and the proposed moratorium. Oh. Signed by Elon Musk and Robert Wozniak or whatever the whatever that guy's name is. Which who I who I used to oh, are you talking about uh okay, so which one is it? Is it Richard Stallman or is it uh No, not Richard it's, Stallman. It's Apple's the second guy. Apple, is it Steve yeah. Steve Wozniak. Wozni- Steve Wozniak, yeah. yeah. I yeah. had his first name wrong. Yeah. 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 So the they're saying, oh, a six-month moratorium and we need the world governments to get together and make this an enforceable moratorium because it's, it's just so dangerous, whatever. I don't know. So Really? So, yeah, it's, it's very, very bogative, as the kids say. Yeah. 
I don't know but, if the, uh, I don't know if the kids say Bogadev, but it is Bogadev. On the um, actually, the last Substack I did, I still need to do part two. Uh, was on the Project Eighty Six videos, which they are talking about transhumanism, and like they use AI art as kind of a comment on AI and all that stuff. So if people are interested, they can check that out. But. Well, I did notice that if you haven't caught the subtext of some of the conversations that Adam and John are having on no agenda about the show art comic strip blather blather comic strip <laughs> blogger and others are using some chat GPT stuff. Oh yeah. Well, and so are they using the, AI to generate the, the AI art yeah. generator? Yeah. 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 And there, you know, there was viral ones and I don't know if people took them seriously or not, but the, when Trump said he was going to get arrested and there was like art put out there of him, you know, basically getting SWAT teamed. Like it, it looked completely fake. But you never know. I mean, people fall for crazy stuff if it's like what they want to see. Uh, there was some of that. And now, I guess transitioning to today's news, they indicted Donald Trump. Did they really indict him today? I missed they it. They did. I had yep. a busy day at work. The DA can indict a ham sandwich <laughs> and... A former president, Donald Trump. You know what I was just thinking, though? That this is good news. Sure. Super good news. Like, this... Get more this, attention for Donald Trump. That's great. Well, no. no yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 of course, still the plan. Because, I mean, that has to be the plan, right? These Are these people this dumb that can keep giving him more attention and they think it's going to be bad for him? Uh, they need their own ratings. Uh-huh. I think you're right. But no, 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 no. I was just excited because this is the first of many thousands, one might say. Of sealed indictments? Sealed indictments coming. No, this is not a sealed indictment, though. Hillary Clinton already already been uh, executed at Gitmo. So oh, okay. We're yeah. headed in the right direction. That Biden? So that, this is he, all part of Trump's plan? Yeah, Biden. You can see that's a mask he's wearing. You can tell by the, the ears. It's not even the real Biden. Biden's dead. Okay. So this is all. This is the QAnon Trump plan. Trust the trust the. Was it trust the plan? I forgot the. I forgot so, it. I'm, I'm a, so far out of it. I'm, I forgot it. In a related story, uh, January sixth, political prisoner Jake Lang has now been held in prison for eight hundred days without a trial. Goodness gracious! So eight hundred days in jail without a trial. So he was. Uh, tear gassed and trampled when the Capitol Police pushed Trump supporters down the stairs. The woman next to him was gassed, knocked down, trampled, and then beaten with the stick by police. She died on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. Her name's Ros- Roseanne Boyland. And he was next to her when she died. And he was able to crawl out, and then he pulled someone else, a guy named Philip Anderson, who was unconscious, away, but he was not able to rescue uh, Roseanne. And he took some swipes at the police that uh, beat her. And, but they're still, you know, they won't charge him with anything. He's just still being held in prison 800 days Man. later. 
So, so. Couple, a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, maybe he knows too much. He's, he basically stand there while they killed somebody. Yeah. So that's one thing. And two, just held in prison without trial. This sounds to me like a jail I've been to, which is called county jail. It's not a great place because you, unless you're indicted or indicted, unless you're convicted, you can't go to like regular jail. And for those of you who don't know, uh, regular jail is worse in a lot of ways, but better in many others in that you have TV and you can get more regular food and everything else. Has this dude been in 800 days in a county jail? I mean, it sounds like the worst. <laughs> it's essentially um, a, an overnight drunk tank for 800 days. You go crazy. Well, I don't know because it's D.C., so it's a little different. Yeah, it's, There's a lot of federal stuff that's not federal anywhere else. That's a good point. That's a good so point. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. If it's, it's still, it's 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 yeah. it's literally against the Constitution. Yes, it's literally against the Constitution, whether yeah. he's at a comfy prison or not. Yeah, and I, I I don't think any of them have been put in comfy prisons. It's either, yeah. I mean, the uh, QAnon shaman was let out. Was he really? And uh, so it was. <laughs> it's the news to me. Yeah. So. So was that a stunt by? Uh, was it all just a stunt by Tucker to get that all kind of washed away? Well, That's weird. So, so his attorney basically credited the Tucker Carlson footage for his early release, and uh-huh. and then I saw a lawyer that like trying to help the January sixth prisoners, mm-hmm. um, saying like, no, that's bogus. This was like. You know, this is just the normal, like, you get out six months before the end to go to the, like, halfway house type deal. Uh-huh. If you're, you know, were the, never so- a criminal before and you... So he, he said that Tucker Carlson thing had nothing to do with it, and his lawyer said that just to try to cover his own behind because his lawyer did such a lousy job. Yeah. It's like all that should have been brought out at the trial. He should have kept him out of jail you know i don't know so yeah donald trump what's happening to you is unjust but i would like every once in a while to hear from you about the people who are still rotting in prison 800 days later like jake lang so doesn't seem like too much to ask no so other otherwise the you know there's only so much sympathy for Donald Trump having to go get fingerprinted or whatever he has to do. It's not like he has to go to jail. But Yeah. Did, and, and I'm not saying it's not bogus what sure. they're trying to do. But, sure. Yeah. I think it was on No Agenda or another podcast I was listening to. They are talking about Chris Rock did a stand-up in D.C. and called them all a bunch of idiots for trying to arrest Trump, not realizing it's going to make him more popular. When the worst, most yeah, cr- criminal government in most in in the last fifty years is in power, and they decide to arrest a person because they say that he's a threat to their safety, that that's a that you're going to make that person popular. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's one plus one equals two. I mean, that is pretty straightforward. Hmm. And it's all to me. It's all just this is my feeling on it. I'm just kind of sitting back watching more from afar lately but this is all just to distract us away from the economy and the you know every all the bricks are all moving away from 
from uh, using American dollars to buy oil. I mean, this is all, while all this stuff is happening in the background, they got everybody talking about Trump, Trump indictment, Trump, perp walk, perp walk, Trump indictment, perp, perp, perp walk, Trump indictment. Well, yes, and the fact that they've killed hundreds, thousands of people with the vaccine. That's the other thing there. Always bringing that up, Andrew. I feel like that's important to bring up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, from the defender. So the, I did not, Edward Dowd did a long interview and I still have, it was sent to me and I still have not watched it, but, uh, he heads up a group that, you know, did the, Actual analysis, and their estimate is uh, COVID vaccines caused 300,000 excess deaths, $147 billion in damage to the economy in the year 2022 alone. So 300,000 people just last year. Um, and this is the Vaccine Damage Project. They've got some, some links in there. Uh, an estimated 1.36 million disabilities. And he brings up, this is related to your economy thing. Uh, if this continues, we're not going to have much of a standing army left in five years. Between people not willing to go in and get vaccinated, which I think they've they finally, you know, they're not doing that now. Uh, but whatever, they still have the right to inject you with anything they say you need. Here, as here. long as it's, uh, you know. So if you feel strongly about not getting any random vaccine they come up with, it's uh, the military not a real appealing organization to work for right now. And the people that have been there are in there are now having all this stuff happen to them. And this is, you know, like it's not just the vaccines, just our general health of young people in the U S not exactly what it used to be. So it's almost like there's a international group trying to bring down the U S for the sake of a new world order or something. Uh, And the, Financial system plays right into that. I wish that that was not the case, but everything I see leads me to believe that. I spend a lot of time on uh, health Twitter, and uh, a lot of the conversations there are people from uh, different parts of the country who are, you know, working out, trying to stay in shape. But every now and then you see, I think I might have sent you one, but you see a tweet from. You know, somebody from Japan, they're like, hey, I've lived here this long. The food's broken. Like, I eat the same yes. I eat the same rice and the same meals that I would eat in Japan, but I've gained 10 pounds. Like, something is something is wrong with the food here. And I continue to see uh, f- foreigners, for lack of... What's a, what's a better term than foreigners? People not <laughs> from this country, uh, immigrants, I don't know. Whatever the word is, I can't think of it right now. But just complaining like, hey, something's wrong with the food here. Yeah. Well, and if, uh, you know, if you're over in Eastern Europe or Russia where there's not the GMO issue and 
the food's healthier. Oh, don't worry. NATO's got some depleted uranium floating mm-hmm. around that'll just be there forever. So, let's... Yeah, it worked out well for Iraq, so... Let's, yeah, there's, I mean, at every level, the Trump thing is a distraction. Um, maybe they believe they can, like, really keep him in jail, like, make him run his campaign from jail. <laughs> is that the goal? No, this is all a distraction. Yeah. I think the people, the same, they've riled up the same people who just hate him to their core and they're just dumb enough to just to, to keep re- it going again. Yeah. Make it look like, Hey, we're, we're trying, we're trying yeah. to lock him up, which give him credit. They're trying to lock him up. You know, Trump never tried to lock Hillary up. So it's, yeah, no, it's yeah. The, my, my, my goggles are definitely off. I know, I know who this man is now. It, it'll yeah. be funny to get him back in and get everybody all mad again, but I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. Yeah. So there, I didn't even bring stories on the the Nashville shooting. I, I didn't either. There's not a lot of. There's a lot I of. Mean, there's a lot of people calling out inconsistencies on the on the interwebs. Yeah. You could tell by the shoes. The shoes are different. You can see it in the pixels. So. I, yeah, I mean, sad, <laughs> sad. Regardless, yes, hundred um, percent. You know, it's yep. It's but uh, on with along with that type of story, just the general. It all ties in, right? Like this is also yeah. we also have to dearm this fat population that's being killed through vaccines, right? Yeah, <laughs> they also can't have guns because the people who aren't going to get the vaccine. People who aren't going to, you know, become morbidly obese, or the ones who will become obese, um, and who are more rural living people in this country, you know what they're going to do? They're going to buy guns. They're going to and the and firearms are the equalizer. They are the equalizer. You know, it doesn't matter how big, fast, or strong you are. If you can pull a trigger, then you're you're dangerous. It's so this story. Uh, and you know, I, I hate all the transgender stuff and the pronoun stuff. It just like, you know, we don't talk about it all that much for, I think, good reason. Yeah. We, the only time we talk about is when I bring up, uh, people who are like, uh, would like to transition back and feel like they've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. So this story, uh, propaganda for dumb people is on Yahoo. Uh, teen disqualified from Pokemon tournament for laughing upon being asked his pronouns. Wait, it's not even that bad though. He did not laugh derisively when asked what his pronouns were. He forgot the third pronoun. So here, here's his description. On our way over to the stream area, the judge asked us for our preferred pronouns. I said, um, he, him, or, uh, and I paused trying to think of the third pronoun, the third pronoun being his, as I just stood there looking stupid in front of the, trying to think of the third pronoun, I felt embarrassed because I was failing to think of a simple word. Due to the nerves of me being embarrassed, I let out a little laugh, just a normal nervous laugh, 
my response together ended up being um, he or him or uh, uh, haha his. That's it. Banned from the competition. Because <laughs> how dare you laugh at pronouns. So, you know, stupid story. Um, but he's like very clear that he is on the side of the pronoun people. It was just an innocent mistake on his part. But uh, Pokemon tournaments. Man, can you imagine being a kid like in the COVID stuff? We talked about that in the context of like playing high school sports and having your whole season wiped out and then... But just silly stuff like that. It's like oh, pronouns and you know all the colleges are 100% into it. So so that, uh, the only reason I threw that in is I have a clip from Alex Jones. And this is from 2017. This is a 2017 rant. Uh, you know, as with many things he was a a little ahead of his time all this is is a societal wrecking ball to destroy any semblance of normality any semblance of basic human biology that you see in the bees and you see in the birds imagine if somebody in a demon outfit showed up next to a baby uh baby giraffe and said hi i'm a demon uh be inclusive don't be mean to me let me wear demon horns and come up and look like a complete alien from another planet, let a space alien, and by the way, this is a program. They dress up like space aliens all over the United States and all over the world, I told you, in horrible demon psychopath outfits that make Pennywise look beautiful. And they show up and they have their way with your children in demon outfits. I mean, if you've got men that look like 400-pound goblin demons with your children, there's nothing you all put up with. There isn't a species on the planet that would let something that looks like a space alien get up close to its kids. But only in America does it happen, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it right now. I can't handle it more now. <laughs> and he chucks the chair over the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he makes yeah. a good point. Yeah, and it's yeah. if you put up with that, like you really will put up with anything. And there's a a point of like the over the topness of it, but there's still people who are like, oh yeah, you should take your kids to the drag shows. I was thinking about this today, and it was actually over the last week or so. It, I, I think I have practice now because I literally was took a took a kid out of school. I was like, nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're, we're good. We're going to go somewhere else. We'll figure this out. Uh, so I'm like ready to do that at the drop of a hat. But like if half the stuff happens that happens to people I know with their kids in school or stuff that I read on the internet that happens to kids in school, you know, like bullying or, you know, strangeness, you know, the strange like teachers talking about master, like uh, my kids just coming out of school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused about these parents who are like, I don't know what to do. Like, get them out of there. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like, there's no excuse. It's your responsibility. You can't just that's it. That's it. If they can't protect your kids and they're gonna to, to like try to indoctrinate them with some strangeness, 
get them out, get them out, get them out of there. <laughs> like, but I, I know it's hard and people, you know, they're in their lives and stuff, but it, like, I just, I definitely, maybe I'm already practiced because I did it once and moved all the way across the country, but that is the answer. If you start to have more and more of this weirdness happening, uh, you just take them out, take them out completely. Just, you know, the first time I hear about drag time story hour, at my <laughs> school at our school is was, is the last time that I that the, my son darkens the door of that place. Period. The end of that's it. That's it. That will be it. Yeah. There's no more. There will be no more. There will be no more. And I will all the way down to like figuring out how to get a desk in a in homeschool. I'm like I don't know. Like I just I'm just not into it. And that's the answer. The only the answer is don't allow it. Just zero yeah absolutely zero tolerance policy for me with this scrap i don't want it you know there there's always been kind of a uh i guess internal debate among mm-hmm. christians on like should your kids be in public school and there's kind of a school of thought of like like you know like your kid should be witnessing to other kids and what have you and if your kid is older and they're like a, you know, they've got to figure it out and they're a Christian and they, you know, know what they believe and they're, uh, and they want to do that, then I think that's great. But for little kids, man, it's like, no, they're not your, you know, emissaries into the dark yeah, side. Amen. Amen. And that's why I left. Your that- job is to protect them. Not, uh, I think, I think we read a a letter that somebody wrote. I think I read that before we left, uh, Washington, but it was basically something to the effect of, Hey, for all the people who are standing tall and standing firm against the backlash and standing up against that, just want to check in real quick. How are your kids doing? Yeah. Because they didn't choose to stay in this situation. They didn't choose to eat on buckets outdoors, five feet apart (laughs) in Portland. <laughs> for no apparent reason like how are your kids holding up and that was one of the last straws for me it was like yeah you know he's only five You're still like, wearing a mask yeah yeah is it's... he gonna wear a mask and he's still gonna and he's gonna have to deal with this and he's gonna have to push back i didn't i didn't want that for him so right yeah i think for the ages our kids are i don't think it's really a, a debate now there are negative consequences from like all the Christian kids or a large number of them are being homeschooled or going to Christian schools. Yeah. And so the public school environment is even worse than it would be. Yeah. Or, or, you know, quote should be if, if those kids were in there, but that's not, you know, that's not our, our problem, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, it is our problem as from a larger perspective, but it's like the, the kids are the, our kids are the first responsibility there. Yeah. So. Remember, I'm I'm uh, bullish on millstones, and I'm not sure I want to send it, send my kid to a to to the millstone factory where they're, right, just pushing kids into the strangeness. I mean, we had kids in the school district that, that we were going to be in. It, well, we were never going to be in it. That's the truth. But in the school system that we were supposed to be that in, you lived for, in, yeah, yeah, for our old house, they were picking pronouns. Don't want to exaggerate. I don't think it was kindergarten, but I think it was first grade. You had to pick your pronoun in the first grade. And I saw a screenshot of it. I have it somewhere. I I think I screenshotted it, saved it, printed it, really internalized it. And 
No, the state. The and state then I moved. <laughs> Two thousand miles away. <laughs> the state of Washington had some just horrific, like quote, sex education stuff. Like that sex went all edu- the way down to like kindergarten. Sex kindergarten. Edu- sex yeah. education that started in kindergarten. Yeah. Their excuse there was that it didn't. Uh, it didn't. Uh, you know, they didn't teach the full thing in kindergarten. But they, you know, they started a version of sex education starting in kindergarten. And I brought this up to a couple of mothers and people I knew, and they said, well, you know you could just pull them right out of that, right? I was like, what? Was, oh, yeah, that's what we do. We just pull them out of, we just pull them out, that you know, you have the option to pull them out so that they don't have to hear any of that. That's what we do. And I was just like, is that, is that what I want to do? So I want to send, like, okay, you go there for eight hours a day, six hours a day, or whatever it is. But, like, during this 10-minute period, you got to leave, go out of the room. And then you go back. Like, I, I just don't trust you guys anymore. Like, you guys, it's just, just like, but it's okay for the other six hours. Like, uh, you what? were willing to teach this to my child, whether you thought it was a great idea or not. And so, whether I agree no, or not. There's no. I don't think that you should teach him. So we're just yeah. going to have to move on. Yep. So. so the. All right. Well, we moving on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just taking us off on all kinds of tangents. No, that was that was good. You know, it's like uh, I always knew I was in trouble in a college class or the chapel service when the speaker's like, "Oh, it'll be a sh- it'll be short tonight," because <laughs> then they like are trying to fill time, and then it ends up taking twice as long. Twice as long. Yeah. Is so, that is that what I'm doing now? Sorry. So so we got. Uh, you know, not much to talk about. Oh, wait. Okay. And it's all right. So the the clips that I'm most excited about, besides that Alex Jones clip, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. interviewed Sasha Latipova again, and she was the one we played clips from her a while back that went through some of the Moderna stuff and how the studies were were bogus and she went through specifics on that but uh this this interview um really tied some things together it's like all kind of bits and pieces that we had and we talked about but uh kind of the comprehensive how they did what they did i think was was really interesting so uh let's we're going to save the uh, the one on the painting. That's later. Um, we'll go clip one, the OC batch. And before you play it, uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about how the adverse events were worse in red states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how bad California, is my batch situation? Yeah, California had the least amount of uh, adverse events per capita. What is the, if you think like a conservative area of California, what do you think of? Well, uh, honestly, I, 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 for some reason I think of Sacramento, even though I don't think it is. And then weed and like, you know where weed is? It's kind of a famous little town that's up toward, it's like up towards Oregon. And also, yeah, yeah, there's also more rural areas. Sure. Also, I know this because I didn't know this previously, but uh, uh, I had a friend from uh, 
Russia, who moved to San Diego recently and told me that there is a very strong conservative movement in, in San Diego. And final answer, Orange, Orange County. Okay. Yep. Those, those, Orange, are the pla- those are the places. Orange County, um, which Orange County is kind of like known as like the Republican money stronghold yes. in, in California. So just that's relevant to this first clip here. Okay. Oh, and then, of course, I clicked off of my screen here for this first clip. Uh, there was one uh, lot identified in Orange County, California, for, for Moderna by Orange County, California Health Department on January 18th, 2021, as causing, they were calling, abnormal number of allergic reactions. And uh, nothing happened. So they flagged it, but there was no action taken. The lot was being uh, continued to be distributed all over the United States, ultimately caused uh, something like 65 deaths and over 3,000 adverse events serious adverse events. And after something like this happens, what I need people to understand, you don't have to continue going and saying, oh, I need to demonstrate excess mortality associated with with this product. No, you don't. When something like this happened that I just described, it should be considered intentional murder. And those responsible should be prosecuted. Well, it took me four attempts, but I got around to it. So they, yeah, you, yeah, Orange County. And so even within California, they targeted the Republican area with the extra bad batch there. And then just let it keep going. Even after it was flagged as like, hey, you know, uh, people are having all these adverse events. Like, and this is for stuff to get picked up. It's got to happen quick. Yeah. So this is not the long-term like turbo cancer stuff. This is the anaphylactic shock, like before you leave the premises. And this is what thing. Sherry Tenpenny was talking about a month or two ago. We played a clip from her where she yeah. was she was kind of shooting off the cuff, and she's like, "They had to have changed the formulation because in the beginning this was it was way worse." Yeah. So this was January 2021 is when yes. this was flagged. So this was early, and but it. It shows the premeditation to just keep distributing it, even though 3,000 serious adverse reactions from one batch and 65 deaths near term from that one batch. So, and, and her point is that if this was functioning in the regulatory system, in the normal regulatory system, I mean, people really would go to jail. Like, you can't, you'd never have that with medication or anything else where it's just like, well, it's killing a bunch of people, but we won't even recall it. We won't even stop until until we figure out what's going on. We'll just keep putting it out there. No, I think it was the swine flu, one, one of these, the original swine flu, one from the 70s. It's like yeah. 70 deaths, or not even 70, 50. It's like 25 to 50 deaths yeah. nationwide. And they're like, ah, that's it. Pull it. Can't can't keep giving this out, right? Here we have sixty five in one lot. Oh yeah, in, in one vaccine lot. All right. Uh, so RFK is speaking in this next clip and kind of gives an introduction into what she focused on during this interview. 
essentially there were a series of laws put in place that allowed the military to take over distribution of vaccines and under a provision that does not allow any clinical trials and does not allow any safety testing. Mm -hmm. And that essentially the safety testing that we did see, which was conducted by the pharmaceutical industry, was kabuki theater put on for the public with no regulatory implications. And that's why they were able to take all these shortcuts, because it was meaningless theater. Now, I, I'm going to let you explain kind of the long version of that, but that's what people, you know, that's kind of where we're going. I'm going to play the, I'm going to play that clip again. I'm sorry. I don't really, I didn't really catch it. And then I think what he said was, was worth hearing again. Okay. Essentially, there were a series of laws put in place that allowed the military to take over distribution of vaccines and under a provision that does not allow any clinical trials and does not allow any safety testing. Mm -hmm. And that essentially the safety testing that we did see, which was conducted by the pharmaceutical industry, was kabuki theater put on for the public with no regulatory implications. And that's why they were able to take all these shortcuts because it was meaningless theater. Now, I, I'm going to let you explain kind of the long version of that, but that's what people, you know, that's kind of where we're going. That That is interesting. Now, I remember specifically in 2020 being locked down, locked down in my house, and Trump and these all these morons get on TV and say, hey, we're going to activate the military so that they can go and spread the vaccine out. This is, we're going to activate military operation, blah, 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 operation whatever. Warp speed. Yeah, and we're going to activate the military. Right. So when you activate the military, it doesn't allow for... So what What they did, and, and if people are interested, they should go listen to the whole interview because she goes through all what those laws are that he's referring to. And so it's classifying it as countermeasures. Okay. Oh, it's, another, it's it's the old war. It's the old right. war, it's the old war uh, loophole. You know, yeah, Reg, it's, it's, Reagan used yeah. it. Nixon used it. So it's basically like if we are under um, a biological weapons attack from a foreign enemy, you know, we got to cut out all that red tape. So they they put these laws in there. For those situations, supposedly. And then they used them all here. And that's why you've got Moderna that can't get a product to market to save its existence. Just, you know, instant approval, right? I mean, they, they took a while to make it look like they were examining. But what do you know? It, it passed this time. And, and we've got the Brooke Jackson... Um, testimony of like these weren't even real trials they were lying on the trials they were you know it was not not done anywhere close to how they were supposed to be done and this explains that because the yeah, trials didn't matter this was not a big pharma process you know fda process this was the u.s military saying, this is what we're going to do. Would you like billions of dollars to be a part of it if you do what we say and we're, we're taking all the liability? There's no liability for you. 
And there, of course, there's no liability for the military either. But this is all, this was done with the same rules that were supposed to allow us to get weapons in, in wartime quickly. You know, just, you can, you can go get uh, these contracts right away. Adam Curry's talked about this a few times. It seemed like the, he's tracks the millions and millions and millions of dollars of government contracts handed out every day. And there's no like bid process or anything. Right. And this is how they do it. And this, uh, so this, you know, Trump, he was either, it, it was pretty clear he was either run by military intelligence or maybe he just like really looks up to generals because there was that whole thing with his presidency where if the generals told them to do it, he, he did it. Oh, that's so. true. That's a, it's a good evaluation. And it, it, it also ties up the loose end, a lot of loose ends. Uh, it ties up the loose ends of the pregnancy. Remember we have what several pregnancies that don't go to term, but we just stop the just completely stop the process. Like we're like, ah, that's enough. Yeah. Well, and that's what her first interview with Kennedy was about was the, Moderna study where their summary said like you know there was all these birth deformities in the mice that we looked at and it's you know doesn't look good and they just said oh we'll we'll clean that up before we put that out to the public that was fine nothing no problems hmm narrator but there was problems but there was problems there was never any like legitimate safety studies on any of these things. Not even animal studies. I, you know, Andrew, I feel like that you're just making these conclusions without remembering the fact that I don't know about you, but I heard probably, I don't know. Let's just go with like two, 300 different times on the, on the, the news that, uh, these vaccines were safe and effective. Safe and effective, and I didn't clip this part, but she talks about how under the regulations that they used, which is fraudulent. I mean, it's fraud destroys all your justifications. This is none of this is actually legal. But the head of HHS, who was you remember. Uh. Francis Collins, or is this going to be uh, is this going to be Robert Burks or Burks Deborah Burks, Alex Azar? Okay. If he decides that uh, this is a necessary and is more likely to be, you know, cause more good benefits than negative implications then he can go ahead and do it so he just has to say he thinks it's safe and effective alex azar is someone we talked about with that as being problematic in the trump administration because of his ties back to eli Lilly, jeffrey epstein no yeah he was the guy who gave epstein the slap on the wrist deal oh, the first time he got arrested. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. He is quite an interesting character. Health and Human Services. Here he is with Ken Starr and Brett Kavanaugh in the 1990s. 
Yeesh. So we were... T- this was a big red flag on Trump. Like, why in the world, if you're... Draining you know, the swamp. Draining the swamp, why are you bringing in one of the friends of Epstein's servants of Satan into your administration? Narrator, not the last one he would bring in. <laughs> yeah. But this this was their guy. This is the the friends of Epstein, servants of Satan, and and you never heard anything about him. No. Not and really. he was kind of the go between between this whole military operation and the the public health side of things with the Fauci and and you know Fauci's obviously deep in it too. He had all the funding, which a lot of that came from the military industrial complex. Like a lot of his power comes from being able to hand out grants based on, you know, uh, bioweapons or, I mean, vaccines to be used against bioweapons research. Man, this guy, holy smokes. He is and it plays an important role in the 2001 anthrax attacks, ensuring that the vaccine was ready for smallpox and dealing with outbreaks of SARS and influenza at the time. Yeah. Confirmed Deputy of Health and Human Services. Yeah, I'd... Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. <laughs> he, then he goes from there in, in July 2000, June 2007, gets hired by Eli Lilly. Then he's back to Secretary of Health and Human Services and, and nominated by President Trump in 2017. Wow. In spite of objections, his nomination was relatively smooth. Azar was confirmed on January 24th, 2018, with a vote of 55 to 43. Most Democrats opposed, voting against him. Said if you're with Eli Lilly, then you shouldn't be able to get on there. The last thing you need to do is put a pharmaceutical exec in charge of the Department of Health and Human Services. During that <laughs> tenure, Eli was fined for colluding with to maintain high drug costs in Mexico. <laughs> this guy. Yeah bad news and also you know Whitney Webb has covered a bunch of this stuff excuse me no it's okay we got you got a lozenge and you're getting over being sick so we can deal with it oh he helped HSS oh that's good on June 29th 2020 it was announced the US Department of Health and Human Services had agreed to buy 500,000 remdesivir treatment courses the announcement mentioned that each five-day course of remdesivir would cost at least $2,340. HHS Secretary Alex Azar was quoted and had said in the press release, to that extent, which is possible, we want to ensure that any American patient who needs remdesivir can get it. Holy moly, this guy. Yeah. So, th- uh, Robert Cadlack is another big player in this, too. Yeah. With the emergent bio solutions, but they they talked about not this connection, but they talked about uh, quite a few of the companies involved too. But COVID nineteen lawsuits in twenty twenty two, Azar was a co defendant in a civil rights suit in the North Circuit in the Ninth Circuit Court, seeking to compel the CDC to publish mort- mortality statistics in which COVID nineteen was unequivocally the primary cause of death. Wow. All right, so 
let's uh, let's play clip three, and you might have to talk for a little bit. I'm gonna try to get some cough syrup. No worries. And so we don't know what the ingredients are. We don't know how it was manufactured. We don't know where a lot of these were manufactured. And we just know nothing about these products. And nobody is actually looking at them. Is, yes, that, I, is that accurate? Yeah, that, that that's accurate. I even have suspicion that given, you know, reading these documents, and this is an educated guess, that Pfizer, for example, also doesn't know exactly what's in those products because they have been, they there, there are some indications, I'm not going to discuss this deeply right now, but that, that Pfizer is also not necessarily knowing exactly what goes into what. So there is a huge question mark as to whether there is mRNA in these products or no. Sometimes there is. I know some of the researchers found evidence of RNA, but it was not conforming to the spe- specification that Pfizer described. It was different lengths of mRNA, different strands of mRNA, and uh, there were huge uh, impurities, you know, thousand times greater than limit. There were impurities of DNA and all kinds of other toxic materials were found, such as metals, for example, very toxic metals and other, you know, large structures that are unexplained but they're too large to be in an injectable product. And that should be, again, basis for recall, any of this. And so so we don't know what exactly is in it, whether there is RNA, if it's, if there is RNA, what it's coding for, what it's not coding for. When Even when it's not coding for things, it has been designated, this RNA and small, small pieces of RNA have been designated as a biological weapon. Since 1997, at least, I found a number of government reports, including a whole textbook by... Uh, NIH that that says so and has a whole chapter on this. So we have these non-compliant biological materials distributed in these vials. We don't know exactly what. There are billions of vials. They're all over the place as far as some may be blanks and some may be super toxic. They're non-compliant. We know for sure. They're biological materials. They have been designated as dual use. In fact, the contracts are are saying they're dual use civil and military application. We have government reports describing them as a biological weapon, and the use of them is indistinguishable from use as a biological weapon. So I have a question to our government. What is it that they're exactly forcing on us? And so, so somebody needs to start investigation and address it. But while we're doing investigation, it should be stopped. It should be stopped and recalled. So that that's my message. So I th- I thought that tied together a few different things. Yeah, that's gr- well. She has a great message there, and that has been your hunch for the longest that there's not M- there's not mRNA in all this. Yeah, or at least not in all of them. Right. And that it's not. This was kind of a new thing. Like it's a poison in itself. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's going in there and doing all the things they claim it can do. But they they're dumping it in some of them because they have found, you know, this other people's DNA basically in you uh, from vaccines. Tie that back to the whole transgender issue and what have you. But um, yeah, man, it's a it's a poison, and there it's also an experiment. So it's not a not a uniform poison. Didn't I find that on some? I think I've sent it to you, but there's some official site that shows that the what is it? The trials will be over in like 2024. Yeah, I mean it's. This is the trials. Yeah, the yeah. 
still very much the trials. I mean, they did away with the control group, but there's, uh, yeah, the trial continues. I mean, the, the control group is going to have to self-identify. Yeah, there's, and they they've got other stuff, other weapon systems for for the rest of us. But uh, this was a big one for sure. Yeah, and they, you know, it's interesting that the idea that at some level Pfizer doesn't even know what's in there. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I thought that was interesting too. So it's. That explains it. No wonder Moderna was able to bring it to the to the market. They didn't. They didn't do anything. No, actually, I think they did. I think they're the ones that, that did it. Well, they did. Uh, they let me see. I don't know if I clipped that part. Um, actually, it's in the next one um, on the compartmentalization. She talks a little bit about Moderna's quote production facility. Hmm. And the whole thing, you know, people are saying, well, but how, you know, that means that all of these people, thousands of people are in on this conspiracy. Actually, it doesn't require thousands of people to be in on the conspiracy. It is so compartmentalized. It's so split into small pieces. And and they did it immediately. Well, normally, if you're doing something very, very novel as a manufacturer, you do everything from soup to nuts at the beginning and then you start outsourcing once you understand certain components of your product and you've defined inputs and outputs here they did the opposite they went right away into huge scale had broken into little pieces, everything and now you have this 100 companies making billions of vials so for example drug substances made at Rentschler, shipped to andover or another like kalamazoo and they make a drug product, then they ship it to Phil Finish in Kansas. So, at and I actually interviewed some of the insiders on the manufacturing floor. They have no idea what they're doing. Their stuff comes from somewhere. They mix it, send it somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what's going on. And so none, that's why them, yeah. them have to comply with best management practice, best manufacturing practices. Yeah, and oftentimes people working. First of all, so Moderna, for example, bragged that their entire biologics manufacturing facility in Norwood, Massachusetts, was built. Oh, by the way, in 2019, when they had no product to, to have a manufacturing facility for, yet Anthony Fauci went and cut the ribbon, and everybody was super proud. Uh, and they said it's fully digital. Well, you know what fully digital means before you have any products that designed anything? Well, it means that there are no humans on the floor to ask questions and or, or, or to, to ask about compliance or to ask what the ingredients are. And they frequently hire very inexperienced people and they don't train them. And as Brooke Jackson found, oftentimes they don't even, they're not even aware that they're supposed to have a quality system, standard operating procedures, that they're supposed to be trained, that they're supposed to be signing off. So they, they hire people who don't know it, they don't tell them. And then, you know, they don't need to be on the conspiracy because they're not aware of, of the rules. So that's that's how I'm, you know, I'm telling everyone, you know, when I say FDA or when I say Pfizer, I don't mean the thousands of people who work there. I mean the leadership a general counsel who are aware of the legal structure that's being utilized here. <laughs> so if it's a hundred percent digital, no one asks any questions. Hmm. Weird. That's, you know, we played that clip of the, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the singularity guy. Oh, uh, uh, Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, Ray Kurzweil. Sorry. 
saying that, oh, yeah, we did the, Moderna did the vaccine in in two days or three days or whatever he said. And that's true because it's like you, you're taking a virus which, uh, you know, may or may not actually exist. And you're taking the genetic code from that. And then you're making a, a mRNA thing, which doesn't work. Um, and here's what it'll, you know, it'll create the spike protein and then it'll go in there and it'll, you'll be immune because there's antibodies and antibodies mean you're immune. And there you go. Problem solved. Computer program, AI, going back to the beginning of the show, uh, couple days no problem we could just we could tell we can run through all the mathematical possibilities of what will happen to the human body because we have that figured out so well there you go the machines (laughs) in some ways this was run by you know machines basically yeah computers it's a We've talked about the the intentional breaking down the supply chain, you oh, know yeah. the um, and this the just in time delivery, and this is kind of a variation of that, but the compartmentalization, which just goes all the way back to, you know, uh, inventing the nuclear bomb and everyone only has one tiny area of research and if the whole thing's a scam no one knows it because they only know the whole the part they're working on so it's i mean that's how they've structured these things for a long time but it's very interesting that the normal process is one of the actual drug manufacturers does everything and then splits out and and you know gets contractors for each of the little pieces once they know how to do everything. No one ever knew how to do everything for these vaccines. Yeah. So. Yes, that is not surprising. Unfortunately, yeah. par for the course here. So at the beginning of the episode, uh, Kennedy asks her about her painting uh, of Daniel in the Lion's Den. Okay. And I threw a link in there. Do you see it there? It's one of the Neva things. You can uh, see the, the print. I think I did see that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I was clicking through your links and I thought I saw it. One of them's got a her whole gallery. She's a pretty good artist to be, I mean, yeah, not no that kidding. I'm an expert, but, uh, you know, like the art where you can actually, you don't just have to pretend that some splatches of paint is art, you know, it's like, Oh, there's Daniel the lines. Then you just don't get cool. it, Andrew. You, <laughs> you just don't get the splotches of paint. Yeah. So, anyway, that was a cool painting. So, she is talking about that painting in this last clip. And the. Wait, I got compartmentalization. Is there a fifth one? My apologies. No, it's. 
it's not part of the clip one, two, three, and four. It's the Daniel. There explains her painting of Daniel. Okay. Sorry. Give me a second here. Spring cleansing. RFK Jr. Sasha Latipova ah, explains her it. painting of Daniel. Got it, got it, got it. My fault. The message of that painting is that, first of all, God's design is perfect. Absolutely perfect. I, I wish more people understood it. And it, it has to do with both the truth and the human body and everything that has been created in the universe. You cannot improve on the truth and you cannot improve on the design of the human body or the cells or the DNA. And, and no matter what these fear mongers are telling you about the gain of function and all that nonsense, it's just, just understand that that's fear mongering and bluff. They cannot overcome what God created. And that's why that story about the Daniel is told that way. And if you understand it, then you know that there is nothing to be afraid of. thought that was a good message. That is an awesome message, man. I love it. There is nothing to be afraid of. And I've been trying to kind of say that. Obviously, I'm not a doctor and nearly as intelligent as that woman. But I've been trying to say that this last year off and on as well it just it does seem like they're trying to hack god's creation and they're not very good at it like they really gotta no they basically they said oh we're gonna do the mrna we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and there's this big virus and it's like did you guys just put a bunch of graphene oxide in some water and (laughs) ship it around the world and pray that that kills people i mean is that what you guys are doing because it doesn't feel like you got some big plan here indeed yes and the you're not going to improve on the human genome. No. And it's, it kind of goes back to this whole idea of genetics and, and what, you, what genetics really is, is eugenics. Where it's like, oh, people are screwed up because of their inferior genetics. Right. Uh, you've got this disease that causes, or this gene that causes cancer and what have you, with the implication being, uh, you know, there's no God, it's just random chance. So, of course, some, you know, when you've got a creator, then you have to say, maybe there's a reason God made the human body the way he did. Maybe we shouldn't screw with it. You know, yeah. maybe we should eat the foods that people have been eating for thousands of years and not uh, not invent seed oil products and the, the rest you know that's oh glyphosate we're just dumping glyphosate everywhere that that won't be a problem we'll just I spend a lot of time on dioxins fit- yeah I spend a lot of time on fitness Twitter and a lot of those dudes just eat nothing but meat yeah grass-fed grass-fed meat well and they and it's not even, it's in a lot of ways, it's kind of like you've said, it's not even necessarily that vegetables are bad for you. It's just that they're all infected with glyphosate. All these plants that we eat have so yeah. much glyphosate. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you could, if, <laughs> I mean, people in the Bible ate bread. And if yeah. you could eat that same exact product, uh, you would not be gluten intolerant. You would yeah. not have, it's just the, you know, what we've done to it. Um, so one more connection from the Sasha Latipova stuff, the idea that this was a military thing and it made me think back to, uh, you know, like you're talking about with the dumping a bunch of graphene oxide, uh, 
why would they be doing that? Uh, and the James Giordano stuff. So I didn't clip it again. Um, we talked about this presentation a long time ago. Uh, and Will have played some clips in some of his videos too. But the uh, James Giordano, The Brain is the Battlefield of the Future. Um, he's got all sorts of junk in here about uh, directed energy weapons, neuro-enablement, novel neural weapons, uh, challenges and opportunities, you know, should we be using, you know, weaponizing people's brains against them? Oh, of course we should. Um, so I'll, I think there's a lot of bluff in there, but I think that is the the goal of like this whole thing was the next age of weapons where you can, uh, you got to get this graphene oxide and this other poison stuff into people. And then eventually, eventually we'll figure out how to make all the 5g cell towers and everything else, you know, control people and surveillance and control. But, and I'm not saying they're successful or will be successful. I'm just saying, I think that's the, one of the agendas at play with what they were trying to do. So, and the fact that it was the military running the whole thing, uh, that kind of ties, ties in. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you don't back the blue. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you don't support, Are they the blue or the green? You don't support our troops, I guess. Is that is another thing you're doing? Yeah. That, that's the derogatory thing. I, I've been accused of that previously. It's a, I don't think they should be force injected uh, with vaccines, so I guess that's not supporting them. You're sitting down for the national anthem over there is what you're doing. <laughs> they'll, make, they'll make them kick you out of Oklahoma over here, man. So just be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah, I don't think uh, they should be forced to go fight uh, people in Afghanistan for something. Done by P Tech, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, full circle. He brought out the P Tech, ladies and gentlemen. That was awesome. Did not expect that. So well, I, I didn't throw I didn't throw clips in here, but there was uh, Will sent me a presentation from Berean Bible Church. Okay. Uh, this guy, Doctor Jordan Grant. Science, pseudoscience, and the germ theory of disease. It's a good presentation. So there would be a link in there if people want to check that out. And I got a feeling Will might work some clips from it into into his stuff, but it's good. Very good. Well, should we go ahead and thank some people? Absolutely. All right, let's check it out. Revelations Radio. short donation segment this week uh, barely anybody came in with some donations so if you want to read those I'm going to reference the uh, emails and then inevitably interrupt you in the next 30 seconds Okay, Danny from Medford, Oregon sent us $25 thank you Danny Robin from Parts Unknown sent us $13 and a note that says Love and Light thank you Robin that is a, uh, a monthly donation obviously a uh, uh, no agenda listener as well. Yes. 
And uh, Rick, uh, is it this the same Rick? I feel like it's the same Rick, but I have no okay. way of knowing actually. Okay, so it's a anonymous other than Rick uh, via Give Send Go as well. Ten dollars. So this is a hundred percent Give Send Go. There it is, hundred percent Give Send Go. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, very, very light on the donations this week, but, uh, the, the minivan is running better. So I guess that is good news. Um, I want to do something really quick, which is emails and I'm going to go LIFO last in first out. So I will go in reverse order of emails that need to be covered. Uh, this is from Gareth. Gareth is, uh, on proton mail. He sent us an email, says, Afternoon Chaps, came across a video testimony of a local guy, Edmond, Oklahoma. And he talks about... What's it? What's what's he going to talk about, Andrew? Uh, Fenbendazole. That's right. He has a... Uh, he has a... He has a... He has a... Cured himself of cancer by... Did I send this to you already? I did. Okay. But uh, <laughs> he has cured himself of cancer by eating... Uh, Fenbendazole, which is for dogs. So, uh, Gareth, we did know about that. We actually talked about that in the podcast a while back. So, we do appreciate you sending that, though. Thank you very much. Yeah, at at Thanksgiving dinner, I talked to a member of Tim's right. family who knows that gentleman. Yes, so, yeah. that is true. Very interesting. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, he's still still alive. So, uh, Rick. Rick says, no need to read this on the podcast, but recommended a couple of um, Rick from Parts Unknown uh, sent me a couple of sermons, some Tim Keller. I should share these with you so you can get some of these sermons too. Uh, Our good friend Theo said that we can read this on the air. Hi, Andrew and Tim. I'm writing you from a cloudy Seattle, Washington on a layover. Incidentally, I'm only allowed in your country when I'm an active crew member. (laughs) I'm still illegal as a civilian. I hope you and Andrew's van troubles or Andrew's van troubles get resolved in a timely and affordable manner. Just reading Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton in the chapter book and in the chapter, The Eternal Revolution, I came across so many good quotes that I thought of you guys uh and i thought of you guys would relate as i know you guys have referenced him in the past here we go for tim to butcher as he reads them aloud to the audience <clears throat> are you gonna do a british accent i can't you want to try no I'm just okay. we have almost to the last instant trusted the newspapers as organs of public opinions they are obviously nothing of the kind they are the hobbies of a few rich men that's a good one. Uh, here, next next quote. We do not need censorship of the press. We have a censorship by the press. Huh? But it is quite certainly unchristian to trust the rich, to regard the rich as morally safe, as more morally safe than the poor. Interesting. And last one. In the best utopia, I must be prepared for the moral fall of any man in the position at any moment, especially for my fall from my position at this moment. Hmm. God bless you guys. Well, thank you, Theo. Always a treat to hear from you. Yeah, that's a that's a good book. And it's... I believe I borrowed that book back in the day, so I don't have it. But uh, I would... Probably yeah, need to get acquired again. Good read. 
Yeah. All right. Oh, and I, I wanted to read this one. This is Caleb from Tulsa. So not that Caleb that donates uh, frequently, but the other Caleb who lives close to us in Tulsa. Hey, so you guys were talking about uh, the OKC bombing, which was our comments on Terry Yankee mentioned on CNN. Weird. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a documentary recommendation, recommendation, The Secret Life of Timothy McVeigh, done by James Corbett, and in my opinion, his best work. Uh, as well as the documentary from Waco uh, called Waco, A New Res- Res- excuse me, Revelation. Thanks, Caleb from Tulsa. I did not check out the Waco one yet, but I clicked on the James Corbett one. I immediately remembered it, but I got sucked in. I watched it again. It is a really good yeah, documentary. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, that is a uh, really good documentary. It's, he really draws some interest, like, hey, maybe he wasn't dead, and here's actually video evidence of him not being dead and still in the military, and there's a lot of a lot of great meat in that show. Yeah. Could you have poor Such a different time, man. The '90s, but they they were running the propaganda via like Jerry Springer daytime talk shows back then. Yeah, it was where they'd have like militia people on and yeah, like the. They'd have yeah. people yeah, being the that. racist people that they said all the militia was, and yeah, it was. I know you didn't have a public school raising, so in high, when I was in high school, it was like the thing everybody talked about Jerry Springer at at high school because it was really being unleashed on us at that point. It was like, yeah. yeah, they go crazy, and there's like actual violence, and they throw chairs, and you know, looking back at that, have you ever? Okay, I'm gonna. Go ahead and take a guess. No, you haven't. Uh, have you ever looked back at some of these Jerry Springer things? Like, I see these old videos on YouTube, and it's like, oh my gosh, that stuff was so clearly fake. But it was, I'm jaded now. I know things are fake. But it was like, new. there was nothing like it. There was no internet, really, like uh, like in the current right. form. So there was nothing like it. There was no way to know, hey, this isn't real. Oh, I thought these were just people fighting. But yeah, I remember that. There'd be like... Just weird militia members like I'm ready to fight the government. It's like yeah, it's in like the world, probably probably an FBI agent. Yeah, looking back on it. Yeah, but. <laughs> there was, and there was so many so many fights that the the bodyguard became famous. Remember, like it was just oh so silly. Anyway, um, Brian Law. Oh, the new UN climate paper plus a video about. One Atmosphere, an independent expert review on solar radiation modification research and deployment. This is from a gentleman named Brian. He basically has sent us information, including stratospheric sulfur geoengineering's benefits and risk, a 21st conference on planned and inadvertent weather modification that took place uh, as part of the American Meteorological Society 98th meeting in 2018. Interesting. Well, and then there's the European Space Agency said that Earth's atmosphere extends all the way around the moon. Hmm. Seems a little strange. Well, I mean, to some people. To others, maybe not. (laughs) I know people who that wouldn't bother them at all. So, just, uh, you know, like, what holds the atmosphere in, exactly? Well, it's... The tilt. You always forget the, the about tilt, the tilt. The, the fact that it's spinning—that's what holds it in. But it, okay. but at a Got tilt. It. Gotcha. But it's tilted. If it was standing straight up and down, you always forget it would just the tilt. fly off. Yeah, yeah. 
There's like a 15 degree tilt, which you constantly forget. That's what holds everything I, together. Shouldn't it be a 33 degree tilt or 66 <laughs> degree or something? Yeah. 16.5 degree or yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, this is the one I wanted to get to because I had said I was going to read it. A couple weeks ago, we got a donation from the Be Good Broadcast. And he wrote a big long note afterwards, which we didn't get a chance to read because it came in just after the show. So I wanted to read it. Hello, gentlemen. Sent you a small token of appreciation by way of Give, Send, Go. Wanted to add a little more information. I mentioned that I'm on about week nine of taking three-minute cold showers first thing in the morning. And it's been quite the unexpected experience. Has a multitude of health benefits that you can read about, but you never feel better than after you get out of a three-minute cold shower in the morning. There's a lot of people that would argue with that last statement, but I do understand what you mean. Awake and ready to take on the world. It has been said that you should start slow and work your way up to a full three minutes. But I just went for the full three right out of the gate and have never looked back. Also started the Wim Hof breathing method, which is a great way to get your mind right in the morning and to maximize health benefits of cold showers to make a great time for prayer as well. I concur, my friend. Also, in regards to my podcast, the rebroadcast called the Be Book Good Podcast, I would like uh, would like to let you know in your listeners that there are many full books of the Bible in the backlog of episodes that are being added every day. There are also other books that were removed from our current canon that are there for your listening pleasure, such as the book of First uh, Enoch, Jubilee, Second Ezra, and the Testaments of the Twelve Patriarchs, which are the letters of the 12 patriarchs uh, patriarchs, and the last words to their children and family before they passed. There's also a few C.S. Lewis major works out there. Nice. Uh, I'll have to check that out because it's not as easy as you would think it would be. Like, I want, I just want uh, someone reading this chapter or what have you. Right. It's not always easy to find. Uh, for the Bible? Yes. Or okay the bible app for your phone you, when you get a phone that works right you can get a bible app and it just most of them have an audio version now so you just hit find that find that find it and one of the great wonders of the bible app in your pocket kind of cool but uh there's also i'll send you a link there is alexander scorby who will turn turn me on to there's a few places out there where all of his stuff is listed so Oh, okay. And it's all King James and uh, copyright free, so it's 100% free. There's no paywalls or any of that. Okay, so there's also a few C.S. Lewis major works there, Screw Tape Letters, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan, as well as Psalms in one episode, and much, much more, 940 episodes and counting. All the podcasts are centered around the idea that we should try and be good by loving our Creator, which we do by keeping His commandments to the best of our abilities. When we fall short, when we all do, we have a high priest, Yeshua, who atones for uh, us to the Father on our behalf and our loving neighbor, helping to carry out one's burden, which is the summation of his eternal commandments. I just found your show a few years ago now and haven't missed an episode since. Keep up the stellar work, gentlemen. The biblical creation model brought me to relationship with the Creator and to faith and obedience to his only begotten Son, Jesus of Nazareth. Many thanks for what you do. Sorry for the long note. Sincerely, be good. I believe, if I was to guess, he was a flat earther that became a Christian by becoming a flat earther. So, uh, last one, I promise. You can read all or none of these. Uh, I started the process. 
I believe I speak for many of your faithful listeners when I say you both may you both be blessed for standing strong in the gap until his return. Well, those are all very very kind things to say. We appreciate you, sir. Yes, so thank check, you for the check out the kind note. Be good bo- broadcast. The good part about that bo- podcast is if you start one and you don't necess- it's not really your thing. You don't necessarily like it. Go to the next episode because it's something completely different. So. Yeah. I think he has some Alexander Scorby books of the Bible in there as well. So cool. thank you, sir, for the email. I believe I got all my emails that I need to read done. So, all right. Well, let's go back over here and we'll do this. Revelations Radio. Yeah, so I I thought this was good, and the fourth one, now it says three, but the fourth one may sound familiar from the the episode that Tim did where I wasn't here, Ah. where I was out sick. Number one, of course, has to do with water. Um, In my experience, virtually every client I've worked with is extremely dehydrated. So this is your opportunity to give your body the water it needs so that it can go through the renewal, cleansing, and healing process. And I would suggest by increasing your water intake, and this should be done by drinking no more than eight ounces or one cup of water every 30 minutes. And I suggest that you use a timer um, to remind you when to drink your next cup and also to keep track of this on uh, paper or on your uh, device so that you can hold yourself accountable. And I think it would be great for an average sized adult to target a minimum of four liters um, per day, which would be 16 cups or eight, 16 eight ounce cups approximately. Now, if you're uh, really uh, big and heavy, like you weigh over uh, 225 pounds, you might consider five liters if you're extremely um, petite, um, 100 pounds or less, you might consider three and a half liters. But just making this will have a huge improvement on your health. Okay, number two, now that uh, we have the spring weather, we start to have um, herbs come back into the picture because we can now grow things once again. And my favorite herb for cleansing is of course cilantro. And make sure that you have organic cilantro that's grown in clean soil because it will actually pull um, toxins out of the soil. So it has to be grown cleanly so that it can have that beneficial cleansing effect on you. But the silica in the cilantro is an excellent chelator, especially of heavy metals. Um, as well as other toxins. And cilantro has been shown to actually um, enhance tissue repair. And this is thought to be through its antioxidative uh, properties, but this has been shown experimentally in many different animal studies. So you can incorporate cilantro into your recipes, a little bit into salads, uh, or consider uh, tinctures of cilantro for healing. Uh, Now to my third um, and final favorite ritual for the spring involves my favorite F word, fasting. And this can be done in a very gentle way if you do what's known as intermittent fasting. And the purpose for this is to give your gut time not only to complete digesting the food, but also to go through its own cleansing and healing cycles. And has been shown in many studies to make a big difference 
in health. And you should try to target eating all of your food within a six hour window would be optimal. If you stretch it out to eight hours, that will still provide a benefit. So if you are gonna have three meals a day within an eight hour window, and if you're able to go to two meals a day, and of course those meals could be larger than you're used to since you're eating fewer meals, um, six hours a day would be optimal. Now, if you're really brave um, and you have a good willpower, um, I would suggest considering a longer fast, uh, a minimum of 24 hours, but perhaps three days or even seven days uh, for those who are practiced at this art, and that can make a huge difference in your health. But take it one step at a time. So first try intermittent fasting, then try 24 hours, and then see if you can extend it beyond that. And once you get up to the point that you can do a three or a seven day fast, you can have amazing healing results. So how do you stick to these new practices and incorporate them into your daily routine? I suggest that you have a gratitude journal. So this is a really excellent motivator and we have so much to be grateful for. Just looking out our windows this time of the year, return of more sunshine, uh, bird song, and many other pleasures and indulgences of the springtime. So there's always, of course, your family, your loved ones, uh, your abundance, your dwelling, uh, many, many things to be thankful for. So make a list of three things each day that you're grateful for. And when you feel like it's hard to keep up with your new habits, remind yourself, go look at that page and that will reinvigorate your motivation um, to keep going. That was awesome, man. Yeah. So, you know, we got the water thing. So we, you know, we got a whole program. It's the move to, <laughs> it's the move to the Oklahoma program yep. so yep. I, i've got i got my my real estate buddy josh barnett over <laughs> there at uh moving to and living in oklahoma his youtube channel so he's a he's a listener of the podcast now so shout out to him so have him hook you up with the house then get your mortgage through tim and have me come sell you the the water filtration so you could drink your four liters of water a day and that's a lot of water and uh eat some organic cilantro so organic cilantro i hadn't heard of but the other two that i ended it with i love i mean yeah. intermittent fasting if you were trying to lose weight or just to just you don't you know you don't know what to do you're trying to get away from all the the toxic food that's in the, the united states you don't know what to do one of the most effective things you can do it's just start intermittent fasting. Oh, what's that? I don't know what that is. It's hard to, how do, you know, no. Stop eating at eight o'clock at night and don't eat till noon the next day. It's not super hard. It's, a, it's right. pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Just don't eat from eight to noon. You're leaving yourself from noon to eight, which is a full eight hours to eat. You could fit three meals in there if you wanted. Most of the time you're probably only going to do two, like you said, and then you can eat snacks or whatever in between. If you try to eliminate those, you'll do even better. But just that <laughs> one little thing can make a huge difference for weight loss for just your your gut you know feeling better a little bit more clear-headed it's uh it's super super helpful and people i think people get freaked out by the idea of fasting and, and it's just super approachable that just imagine eating whatever you wanted to eat the same that you're eating now just do it between noon and eight and that's it 
That's the only change you make. And, you know, strangely, you'll like lose weight because you're not constantly throwing food down your gullet <laughs> to, you know, our, our ancestors, <laughs> our ancestors probably be rolling over in our graves. We have people on fitness Twitter arguing whether or not you should be able to work out while you're fasting. It's like, how 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 bad are we just like wake up like you've done nothing like stuff food in your face like (laughs) just immediately wake up and start eating so anyway uh but intermittent fasting is super good and the gratitude journal i've been i have not been as consistent as i want to be but it is super helpful i do think it changes your mindset a little bit and uh you know i I gotta stop (laughs) uh i you know, it, it'll probably come as no surprise to you, Andrew, but uh, my, my wife makes the list pretty frequently. <laughs> things I'm grateful for. The wife is definitely on there, and uh, as well as many other things. But just, just thinking about those things and praying about them first thing in the morning, it does help. Uh, it does help. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we do, even in this, you know, messed up world... There's a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely. I have so much to be thankful for, and it's good to good to rem- remind myself of those things and that uh, on a daily basis. So it's not always focusing on paying the next bill or getting the next right. thing, and not that I do a lot of getting the next thing or just getting to the next coaching event for school or paying the thing. You know, you just get trapped in the race, and it's good to stop and say, hey, I remember you did a lot of amazing things and I have a lot of amazing things and I appreciate them and changes your mindset a bit. That was obviously, and you know, I've, I found a new job in basically a day. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. And it's, you know, God reminds me from time to time that he hasn't let me or my family starve yet. And (laughs) we'll, will you know continue taking care of us so i'm chuckling because i understand that not letting the family starve yet thing it's called uh, anxiety of of the uh, of the future you have anxiety of the future or rumination on the past and all we can really control right now is the present and sometimes that sounds like ooh, it's new age or it's eastern mysticism or it's just being fully present in your life and being tied in to jesus how about that for a segue my clip my only clip i brought nate from the midweek motivator nate from twitter uh, he always has good stuff and he had a good little uh, clip this week for his midweek motivator this uh, show recorded on thursday probably put out friday or saturday so not midweek in any way but we'll let it slide hey what's up guys hey it's growing season i got some grapes planted man i got some blueberries coming in and i like to think about this fruit man because you know in my life i want to bear good fruit too as well fruits like love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control those are the fruits i want in my life but sometimes i work so hard at bearing those fruits that i get frustrated without seeing those fruits right but what does that grape or that blueberry actually have to do to make good fruit man they just got to they got to be on the bush, right? They just got to be on the tree and they will grow. And it's the same for me, man. When I'm in the word, when I'm connecting with God, when I'm abiding on the vine, I will just make good fruit. You don't have to strain it out. You don't have to work to create love. You don't have to work to create peace. 
abide in the vine, just hang in there like a fruit does and you will produce good fruit. Stop trying to force it, man. Let the good word get into you and good things will come out of you, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Man, just hang in there on the vine and you will produce good fruit. I love you. Let's go produce some fruit. It's time to make it happen. Let's go. Let's go. Nate, Nate can't take credit for that one. It feels like I've read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he had a shirt the other day that said Bible before barbells. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty awesome, but he always, he always motivates me midway through the week. Nice. Stop trying so hard to bear good fruit. Just read the word, yeah, get it in you. Yeah, and uh, you know, be grateful for. Be grateful for what you have. The the blessings that God has given us. So. Amen to that. I got some friends that have, have been really hot, uh, hard on the going in hard on the Bible in a year. You were doing the Bible in a year podcast. Did you fall off on that a little bit? I didn't make it all the way through in a year. <clears throat> so it's, I'm. It's tough. Relatively close, but not. Oh wait! So I, I kind of skipped around. Sure, it's still going then, but you're just not. It's a little over a year because of the days you missed. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. That's awesome. I recommend everybody do that. That's a uh, cool way. If you can't find the time to read, or you're having problem getting the time with kids and all the things, you know, you can always throw on a. If you listen to this show for two hours, and you can definitely fit the Bible in a year in for ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's not. Not really that long. I mean, you know, yeah, 10 or 15 minutes. So, and with that awesome advice, I think we, uh, I think we should wrap it up. Thank you for doing the show, Tim. And thanks thank, everybody for listening. Thank you guys. And, uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye bye. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're